The Upside of Your Dark Side by Todd Kashtan. One sentence summary. The Upside of Your Dark Side takes a look at our darkest emotions, like anxiety or anger, and shows you there are real benefits that follow them and their underlying character traits, such as narcissism or psychopathy. My favorite quote from the author is, When we are open to new possibilities, we find them. Be open and skeptical of everything. Todd Kashtan. Noah Kagan recommended this book in his Creative Life class, so I instantly put it in my Blinkist library and forgot about it. Reading about resistance yesterday, I thought I'd dive into bad feelings some more with this. I learned these three things. 1. Happiness can interfere with your performance. 2. Guilt is good, shame is shit. 3. Mindfulness takes a toll on you. Here we go. The upside of your dark side. Lesson 1. Happiness can hurt your performance. This answers the question, when is happiness bad? Yes, a work environment that boosts happiness, like at Google, is believed to make people better workers. However, there is a downside to it. Happy people care less about details, which makes them less persuasive and prone to errors. The summary quotes a study where happy and unhappy people had to write down arguments for or against certain political and philosophical issues. The reasoning of unhappy people was evaluated as 25% more convincing. Similarly, happy people are more likely to recall false facts or things they never ever even learned because they're focused on the big picture, for which details are less important. Therefore, a happy person might be a better manager who is responsible for the company strategy but a less upbeat person will be a great head of quality management, where details are everything. The upside of your dark side. Lesson 2. Guilt is good, shame is shit. This answers the question, what's the difference between guilt and shame, and is one better than the other? One of the emotions this book takes a look at is guilt. There are two upsides to guilt. 1. It's a terrible feeling, so we avoid it at all costs, which leads us to commit less crimes. 2. If we feel it, we do everything it takes to fix what we did wrong. Research has shown that the more likely you are to feel guilt, the less likely you are to perform bad actions, like driving around drunk or stealing something. Similarly, prisoners who felt a lot of guilt were less likely to reoffend once released. Shame, on the other hand, is useless. Why? Opposed to guilt, shame doesn't make you want to take responsibility. Shame makes you want to cover up your mistake. So pay attention the next time you feel bad about doing something. If you want to throw the glass you broke right into the trash can and hope no one notices it, that's shame. Try to take responsibility instead. The upside of your dark side. Lesson 3. Being mindful comes at a price. This answers the question, what's the downside of mindfulness? Your ability to be mindful is limited. There is only so much data that your brain can process consciously. However, its capability to process information unconsciously is huge. Think about how complex the task you're doing right now is. You're using your hands, senses, thousands of little actions come together just so you can listen to this summary. Imagine you had to consciously process and con instruct all of these. Mind-blowing, isn't it? Ergo, being mindful slows you down a lot. 
You have to take little baby steps to accomplish tasks because you're so busy with processing all the meta information. While being mindful is great for some tasks, meditation isn't a cure-all. There are two major advantages of practicing mindlessness. 1. You make better decisions because you trust your gut. And 2. You give your creativity room to unfold. One study showed that psychologists who were given files to assess made five times as accurate evaluations when distracted with a crossword puzzle, instead of being given time to think about their diagnosis. Their unconscious mind processed the information and left them with the right gut feeling. It has probably happened to you that you were stuck on a problem all afternoon only to be struck with a solution during your shower the next morning. This is also mindlessness at work. Your subconscious combines information in ways your conscious mind can't, allowing you to have ideas you could never come up with if you tried. So don't try to overanalyze everything and constantly be aware of things, but sometimes let things run their course. As Yoda says, there is no try, just do. My personal takeaways from the upside of your dark side for 2017. Okay, I have a few follow-ups on this one. Actually, I think I have one thing I want to add to each lesson. Uh, let's take it from the top. First, happiness can hurt your performance. Yes, so I think the interesting part there is not to try to separate people into happy and unhappy and then have unhappy people do the more detail-requiring tasks or something like that. I think um, the takeaway or another takeaway is much simpler um, and it's you don't have to be happy all the time to do good work. So th that's very interesting because we're sold on, uh, we're being sold a lot, especially online, on the idea that once you find your passion, your ideal, you know, job, career, whatever it is, once you find that, you will be super happy and and enjoy your work all the time and that's totally not true um, whether that's writing or whether that's for me recording these right now um, I'm not always happy all the time when I when I do everything I do actually I uh, so I would say that the how it, it um, combines together the percentages is probably something like 50% of the time I feel neither particularly happy nor particularly bad I just do stuff I just you know like I'm going through the motions and then there's probably I would say 20 or 25% of the time where it's where it's really uh, where it's really tough and I kind of don't want to do it and I really have to fight to bring myself to it actually that might be higher more like 30-40% and then whatever remains the remaining say 20 or, or 10% that's moments when I really feel great about it and everything flows is super easy everything comes naturally and so on so the percentage of your super happy moments at work or when performing is actually quite low where you're really profoundly happy. But that's perfectly fine and that's perfectly normal and that is different from you saying you're a pessimist or you, you believe things are going to get worse or something like that. So you can be very happy, sorry, you can be very confident, very optimistic about the future, you can be very hardworking uh, you can find lots of meaning in what you do all while being miserable and and doing and doing grunt work literally grunt work whatever that grunt work looks like for you whether that's 
writing or singing or dancing or project management, whatever. So I think that's the important takeaway here. The second one between uh, guilt and shame, uh, I listened to an interview with Seth Godin today and he made a remark about shame that was very interesting to me. Um, there were two girls interviewing him and they said, uh, one of them said, I look back on all my prior work that I've done and they were all writers uh, and said, um, I look on back on it and I am feel really proud and I said, this was good, this was good for what I delivered at the time. And the other said, I just want to burn everything I did before and I, and it makes me want to start over. And they said, it works for both of them respectively, right? Both of these, both of them draw uh, the power, the strength to continue and write more stuff from looking back, but they just have a different perspective. And Seth said something interesting. He said, shame is a dream cutter. He said, don't look at your bad stuff and think that's, don't look at your prior stuff and think that's bad. If you're ashamed of it, you will try to cover up you know what you did before and sort of you'll spend your constant your life constantly trying to fix these wrongdoings and sort of fix what you did wrong before instead of just concentrating on the next thing i thought that was really interesting uh, it definitely works for me i'm much better off in feeling proud about the stuff i've done it was the best i could deliver in that moment i believe that um and then yeah just um rather feel guilty a little bit too early than ashamed when it's a little bit too late and lastly mindfulness versus mindlessness i see this all the time i will be really stuck on something write on something not have an idea and then boom the next morning um, it comes to me in the shower i think that's a wonderful thing and i think that's a tool you can consciously use so whether that's math problems uh, something creative like writing or or podcasting or something just business stuff a project at work sales calls whatever you need a new sales script um, when you really when you've really bitten into the problem and you really dug deep and put your hands in the dirt for a couple hours four or five hours uh, in a row for example time to let go say i will get back to this tomorrow eight o'clock um, and just watch what happens it's really it changes a lot all right, that's everything I have to add to this one. Um, really cool book, really out-of-the-box book. I haven't found one that's like it since, which is a good sign, I guess. Um, but I wish I could learn more about our potentially bad traits and how there's upside in them too. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely good out-of-the-box read, The Upside of Your Dark Side. Hope you enjoyed and see you in the next one.